Can you perform? Well, can you so? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my for the, lord. For the first two hours, I'm at my best. It's all downhill after that. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about MMORPGs, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, burst damage. <laughs> Definitely burst damage. <laughs> burst damage. Is that that is that, that five second window in a raid we're talking about all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> There had always been rumors of cults that once endured on Vera. These cautionary folk would lure people with celebration only to exploit their souls of the precious essence that lay within. These same cults remained and prospered on Sanctus. Some of the Pathfinders have wondered whether those same cults might still exist again. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also welcome back your favorite cult leader. He's probably going to be happy about some of today's conversation, Armored Cell. You're goddamn right. <laughs> also, welcome back to sleepy, always cozy murder bunny, Faisal. Greetings. Daedalus, I got to really fix this because I'm giving them all titles, but I keep leaving your Ash and Harold. You Daedalus know my, out. You know my title. It's, it's, it's been that way for a while, my you, liege. Do you know why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame this on? I'm going to blame this on the fact that like old habits die hard and I've just always said Daedalus for so long and you've been here the longest. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm okay either way, honestly. I just love giving you a hard time. So. Well, there's All one good. day in the near future where I'm going to need to make sure I get it right. And I'm, that's a good tease, but I'm not sharing anything. So there you go. Um, everybody, welcome in. Glad to have you all here. Look, before we dig in, got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to all the Imperial Flames and supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and actually, I need to scratch and change that, Imperial Radiance are now on Kofi, which is a new place, not using Patreon anymore. People can support there if they like. Links are probably going to be in chat. Our first Kofi supporter, I'm going to shout out, is going to be Zod. Who, uh, who actually subscribed over there as a supporter today. So hearing him and a lot of other people who joined shouted out in videos in the pretty near future, like this whole week coming up and beyond. So shout out to everybody. Glad to have you here. We got a lot to talk about related to the Ashes of Creation AMA. Um, but yeah, we've got that. We've actually got some stuff related to the uh, cosmetics as well, which wasn't really thinking it was going to be as much of a discussion on that one. But the... The, the well the namesake of today's show right which is cautionary folk might be referring to those cosmetics and some of the lore around that which was quite tasty so uh yeah look it's been a, it's been a hell of a week it's been a hell of a month year actually we are approaching our 200th episode fingers crossed we're going to be able to get steven on by that it should be what is it going to be the sixth i think of november when we have our 200th episode and uh yeah 
we've we're pushing 5200 subs on the ashes hq youtube so thanks to everybody who's been checking that out supporting showing some love um we're gonna have a community day coming up this uh friday uh probably gonna do a coh which is city of heroes you can create a custom character make it your spooky spookiest character probably doing some giveaways for the people in the community here or here and doing a bit of a judging to see uh who seems like they have the spookiest creepiest outfit and uh in kind of honor of the Halloween event that's going to be this year. We've also got uh, some spooky things. We chatted in Ash's talk on Wednesday last week, so feel free to go check that one out if you'd like. We had a game guide on corruption, player corruption specifically, last Friday, and a couple of the Alpha 1 shorter, more digestible chunks that you all were requesting over on the HQ. So, yeah, definitely... Um, much love to everybody who's been supporting here in the community and, uh, let's see what everybody here joining as well as the people on the show have to say about the AMA that we all checked out. I mean, I don't know, man, the biggest takeaways for you all, we're going to tease that we're going to chat about the, the cosmetics. Well, actually, you know what? We're just going to jump into the AMA. We'll do the AMA and then we'll talk about the cosmetics towards the end. How about that? What's the biggest takeaway for you all from this, uh, AMA from Steven Sharif that we had last, uh, Friday? No particular order, obviously. Big biggest one was definitely the uh, profession stuff. I like. I was shocked when he was like, "We're doing it live." I was like, "Wow!" I did not expect them to talk about like the full list and the fact that they did. Um, I think that was probably the biggest thing, like number one for me. The other was just uh, when they were talking about doing like a cleric. Um, thing on a future like relatively soon future live stream was also a good one and i was excited for the fact that they were planning reveals on the remaining classes we haven't seen before alpha 2 which was those were i would say my top three i think there was other really good stuff but i think those were my top three you too definitely means we can do a bingo card of like is it Summoner? Is it Bard? Is it Cleric? Who are we going to see next? We, we, we know what we can see before Alpha 2. So even though that we don't know when Alpha 2 is, we know what we need to see before Alpha 2. So that sort of gives us like mm -hmm. a bit of a guideline, but not a date, if you know what I mean. Like, Yeah. So that, that excites me. Absolutely. What about you, Faisal? Um, hmm. I love how we got a more detailed uh game mechanics um like how the uh the crafting pro like a more refined concrete uh not concrete more refined outcome for the whole gathering processing and crafting uh with their titles and what we can expect even though that could change but i mean we still have something now that is at least stronger and this is what they are considering um um and i also enjoyed the small little uh game design elements where the you can use a spyglass on on the boat and last but not least uh would be the whole i don't know which one to pick <laughs> yeah. kind of forgot my third point there's definitely a lot ah, of them that they're that they're doing spot testing for alpha 2 
Yeah, and so there was uh, information on that that uh, actually Armored Cell was able to clarify before we got started, because my understanding was it would potentially be, uh, it would potentially be, uh, you know, like people that had certain backer levels, like potentially going into this. And when they, when people were actually asked about this in the discord, Steven stated, because someone asked, you know, will the spot test be available for alpha two backers or is it alpha one backer test? Right. Steven said zero. So uh, are we thinking alpha zero key winners is what we're thinking. Um, it's what it seemed like, you know, because they asked which key holders and it was zero and zero goes back a while, man. Yeah. Like December 2017, a while ago, for those that remember. Mm-hmm. Depends how many t- testers they need, right? If they need more yeah. tests, they'll probably grab it from like the alpha one. And mm-hmm. obviously alpha zero is enough. Like historically, didn't they like send out a survey and like say, okay, you're invited, and then they get? I would assume they'll yeah. start with zeros, and if they don't have enough people, then they'll bring mm. in more after that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sim, I don't think Alpha Zero is 2017. I think it was very early 2018. Well, yeah, it, I think it, it, there was a there was a December 2017 test, and the only reason know yeah. that's because I did it. Yeah. But most of it was in 2018. It would, there was one, there was one right before the end of the year, and then I don't think it was like another month or something until we actually had another one. Maybe maybe longer. It might have been in the spring. Yeah, it might have been longer because yeah. I, I remember that because it was the, it was mm-hmm. the December after they had the Halloween contest where yeah. everybody that entered got keys. Right. Yes. Um, for participating. So it was fairly shortly after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's when they were doing it. Yeah. Man, was it actually in the fall of 2017? I guess it probably was because it was. Yeah. Well, there was the actually they were giving keys away during that November. Mm-hmm. Actually, that yeah, too. that's right, because they did their first charity event. And then yeah. I actually won one from that. So there was the people that got the October stuff. There was people that gave away during the, the first extra live charity event. And then it was like, I think December was when we, we jumped in and did it. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm pretty Halloween, sure it was December. Yeah. Halloween also took place already. That's how I got mine. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was in December. We do. It wasn't a pretty long, sure. it was like maybe like a weekend or so. Yeah. It wasn't that big in december but i do recall at that 2017 because i think right after that test is when they realized hey we need to do something with our back end and then it went like yeah essentially radio silent (laughs) after that yeah that was like the first radio silent period and then we had the other one that was like kind of in the period of apoc days between Mm -hmm. like the first one and the second iteration where they put it on steam and that went pretty rough to be fair, I wouldn't consider the first one to be radio silent. Yeah, I mean, they still were just around. Yeah. Fact, yeah. Just for the fact Steven used to come on the Discord and talk all, all the time. That's true. That's at fair. At that time, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they well, still doing was, their monthly? They were still doing monthly then or no? They they, they were. I think it was more. Um, Live streams we were talking I about. I think it was more the fact that they like basically said, hey, we're not doing any more tests for a while because we found like a major issue we need right. to deal with with the foundational 
network code and they had to do a whole rework. I think that was mm-hmm. that was the thing. So it wasn't necessarily radio silence, you're right, Faisal, yeah. but it was like a period where they're like, we're not going to have any significant development updates because we found something we need to address. Yeah. Yeah. For stability. Remember that. Yeah. Another another nice little share that came recently. We're going to talk more about the the AMA. For me, it was definitely the artisan classes. That that was like my biggest one more than anything. I thought the other ones you all brought up were actually pretty good, but that actually that was the big one for me because that got shifted around a lot. I still need to update the the pages on the HQ. I planned on doing it Friday, but it was a very busy weekend, so those will be done by probably probably like the next day or so, um, no later than that. The yeah, I just need to add. I just need to switch some things around. Things got changed, names were changed, and everything. But uh, we'll talk about that shortly. And yeah, this was dropped. Uh, what was it like yesterday? Armored Cell was that right? We got uh, this uh, little yeah, this little island note going on here. Look at that thing all zoomed in on. Stephen was like sharing on the Discord. Speculation discussion, it's gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I love I love the fact that there's on the small note on the small uh, piece of land. There's three different castles because it makes me think about like as you get onto larger landscape, how many castles you're really going to see. And so we obviously like guilds are going to go after these castles because there's benefits to that. So just knowing that there's even on this small like map area, there's three separate castles that just makes it in my opinion like really exciting even though i'm not again not a pvp player mm-hmm. but the fact that you have these control points already like thought of in like in the world and there's going to be a lot more catalyst for player agency with having multiple uh castles in like a node area i just i don't know i thought that was pretty exciting just looking at that uh and I love the icons too. It's like really mm. cool. So I could just imagine that on a battle map somewhere. Right. You can see that. Yeah. I looked on the wiki and I just looked at the mm. main map, trying to work out where it was. And there's an island right in the middle between the two main islands. And I'm pretty sure this is it. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, it, it has the same like little small node on the top left hand corner. It's it's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. So island structure is the same. Yeah. That's what's important. Yeah. That's a good find, man. Because that that had to be pretty small, right, compared to the the rest of the map i mean it wasn't a really huge island was it that's well, pretty yeah, obvious it's like one little chunk of land between the two i'm like hey, let's look at that one first I'm like <laughs> oh yeah that, that's it that's it that's funny but there's gotta be something important there to have three castles and a node yeah. unless it's because it's like trying to balance like you're going to get attacked by all sides so you might as well have like three castles to try and counteract that but better has has Balance all the rare between. stuff in there <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true yeah, I think it. I do like the fact there's mountains there because it gives you like some advantage in terms of defending too, right? Because you have mountain ranges. It's also probably on the opposite end when being on the offensive. If you have people like sniper wise or at least like scouting, they have like some high ground to be able to do that as well. And your siege weaponry have a little bit of it. And so I don't know. I just. I see a lot of different strategies you can just with this one little snippet, which is mm. cool. Owns the island. We're going to give him the, the title of Naval King. A naval yeah, King. There's, there's there's no way you can't have that island if you're not like the king of the ocean. 
someone said uh, Pirate King. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that, that works too. That would be interesting. Yeah, Makes sense true. to position a castle if you're going to have one of the, what, five in the world be there. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. you just, I mean, putting it between those two other, like, larger islands actually makes, like, a lot of sense because it gives that whole territory, like, a lot more relevance, I think. Definitely feel like yeah. that would be, like, a pirate hub, though. I kind of wonder how likely that is to become, like, the the sort of, like, naval pirate hub for a lot of people that play, that being out there like that. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Road to Alpha 2, I, they didn't uh, discuss the NDA spot test, which we talked about. They also talked about that when they were asked eventually on, or basically about what content, like what is it that's left to be to be done? It it didn't sound like they, like Steven mentioned systems, he specifically said content. So take that for what it is, right? There's there's a lot of content in the game. There's a lot to deliver upon. But systems, not saying systems needed to be worked on, to me, that was important. Um, but that's and my two cents. Plus the fact that on UE5 too is like content yeah. is going to be much Streamlined. more efficient, right? To be able to do. So you may have not as much time as... I mean, I still think it's going to be a little bit, but I sure. think there's less time investment required to make that happen right. with UE5. So that that mm-hmm. was a pretty exciting thing, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, many games for crafting. Yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to definitely... Yeah, that's a good... I'm going to pause on that one just because I want to mention this because you guys were talking about development unreal engine 5 and there was a, a separate question i made a note on it said uh, they had basically asked what were the development changes and steven said scope of content and the progression speed with the bugs to squash essentially right was what it was so like it sounds like ue5 allows us to go quick but we get a lot done and so there's a lot of like qa stuff we've got to sort out and then there's also like the scope of things so i thought that that was quite quite interesting but yeah why don't we jump into talking about crafting i'm down with that um, yeah. So Nera made a comment, and I and I think uh, Armos will head on it too. Is the mini games that Stephen was talking about? Um, I think there was a little bit of heartburn around that. Um, not gonna lie, I guess I I was also like thinking like, what is that really going to entail? Because he talked about like there's essentially a template that mm-hmm. like for for a sword, for example, that you have to do like in a certain way in order to improve the potential quality so i guess i'll i'll have to test it to be sure but that part kind of gave me a little bit of a heartburn um just on what that actually entails and i know um quaternion slurp was in our chat during right. the anime yep and i think he heard that feedback too so it'd be interesting to see like how that mini game shakes out for like all the professions. Cause obviously there's, there's a lot there. Um, and the fact that like people were talking a little bit about like, where's taming in this. And there was some clarification we got right that hunting was actually like an aggressive mm-hmm. form of taming, which I thought was pretty interesting. <laughs> right. Um, to be able to see is that they're, we're not, they're not, um, eliminating taming there's just a different way to handle taming which i would imagine as you're hunting you have to wound a creature in order to tame it i guess i mean i don't know i'm yeah exactly 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I guess, what I would assume speculation wise, but uh, because that wasn't really clarified, but aggressive mm -hmm. form of caning is hunting, which I thought was interesting. Right. Um, didn't they mention um, that the, the mini games were opt in, though? Like you could you could do like normal crafting or you could do the mini game? I don't recall, don't that, recall that either. They did mention it. I think he specifically just talked about the sword, like, like um, hammering that out in a specific pattern. And depending on your success in that minigame, that determined the quality. Mm. But yeah. I don't recall if it was an opt-in feature or not. Because I would expect oh, if there's an opt-in, opt-out, that's the other thing. Like opt-in, opt-out, then you pretty much have... You don't get like the drawback per se, but you also don't get the benefit. So I'm expecting yeah. if you're opting out, you're you're getting like a standard every time. Why? Yeah. Which I think, in my opinion, as like somebody who really likes crafting, that's a dissatisfier, right? Because yeah. obviously, as a crafter, you want to make the best stuff possible. You want to be able to market your stuff or help your guild out or what have you. And just having like a default like I win button is not, in my opinion, not a good solution. So I'm, and I think there was some concern from uh, from Nero, and I share this. I don't necessarily have high hopes for a quick time event. I remember doing something like that in EQ two, um, and it got after a while. It got a little tedious. Um, so I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. Again, I guess everything shakes out in testing, but that was the part that I wasn't really maybe as excited about i mean it was cool to be able to see like what they're doing um in terms of um you know uh crafting it yeah. looks like it's a pretty pretty nice list it is and i agree with what narrow saying determining the quality should not be mini game based in my opinion i don't either i don't think it should be either um but the adjustments to the 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 categories of the artisan uh, trees like so we've we've got and this changed a lot right processing has way more in it now this is the biggest change like for me you got metalworking stone masonry right smithing weaving which there it is tanning there it is we talked about needing to probably see those they both came in lumber milling farming animal husbandry alchemy and cooking gathering has got mining lumbering herbalism fishing and hunting so that's a bit different now too and then crafting weapon uh weapon smithing carpentry arcane engineering what and armor smithing leather working uh, tailoring jewel cutting as opposed to jewel crafting and scribing so some changes there we've definitely got some like for arcane engineering hello that's gonna be fun times not scribing so <laughs> what do y'all think uh where's um Where's the uh, shipbuilding gonna fit into that? You think? I just want. I just hope to one thing is that when they make um, mini games, that it doesn't become too repetitive. True, I agree. Because in old MMO fashion, doesn't matter the MMO. Uh, you grind a lot of material, take that material, and you grind a lot of swords or whatever armor or weapon piece you want. If I'm going to make a hundred swords, imagine doing that minigame a hundred times. Oh my god, right? That minigame better be fun before I burn out <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point, man. Uh, 
have to agree with that. So, I mean, I think there should be a balance between the two where if I'm going to do it for a mass, for the masses, or am mm-hmm. I doing it for quality? If I'm doing it for quality, sure, you can make that a mini game. But if I'm going to do it for the masses, mm-hmm. the, like quality will be capped to a certain level. Uh, it should not increase uh, more than it I should. Agree. And I, I to your question, Sam, about shipbuilding, I'm yeah. I'm wondering if that's not in the artisan list because it's more along the lines of a mariner class thing. Mm. And I don't know if like somebody fact check me because I'm on the wiki and I'm not necessarily seeing anything that says anything about yeah. building per se. It's utilizing components, ship repair and so on. So there's anything about shipbuilding per se, but I would expect that carpentry, arcane engineering could be like a feeder for components um, mm-hmm. to build a ship, but you still need like a shipwright or some type of shipwright skill set to be able to do that. And I would expect it would be something in the Mariner class. Um, I don't know. Again, that's a speculation on my part, like thinking like logically, since this was this was the full list. They said they're sharing and doing it live and they didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. I mean, engineering would be the closest, but still that arcane piece makes me think it's not necessarily like something around shipbuilding. I think there's something else there, which now I'm curious what that actually is. Right. Um, as well. I'm like, is it comp- maybe a mastery in carpentry, perhaps? Like, that's all I can think of. Because it, yeah. it's got to be a craft. Yeah. Right? I think I mean, engineering or that. You're making the parts. You're making parts. And you give it to an NPC mm. who puts it together for you. Maybe. Uh, that's possible, too, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, how are you going to, if you make the ship, where are you going to place it, right? Like, you, got, you can't just put it in your pocket, I assume. It's it's so tough. I mean, unless you put in your ship in your pocket, which is totally. <laughs> yeah, that's not. But one thing Meatloaf Media said in chat, yeah. I, I now now it it definitely sparks some ideas. It's like I think arcane engineering. I think it may be the creation of magic staves, orbs, books, and maybe a potion launcher. Which I don't know if the potion launcher is actually gonna be in the MMO. I definitely was in obviously the VR, but. I now that I think about it, yeah, arcane engineering could potentially be that. I kind of see the books maybe be more on the scribing side, but the orbs and the staves potentially that could be like magical weapons. We got a fact check uh, from Alfina though, saying it could anyone can build ships. So that sounds like your idea might be closer to. Oh, the thanks, Alfina. Yeah, if that's the case, that sounds like that could be closer to the reality than just you know maybe you gather the parts and components are crafted via different artisan classes and then you as a player can can build it which is good because i mean before we all were under the impression that it was literally its own its own thing and a lot of things have clearly changed so that's that's pretty cool um that, that could be the same thing as the um the, the caravan thing because there wasn't a caravan mm. yeah right that's a fair point they could be one of the same thing where like you take the pieces to the person like Okay, cool. So you want this sort of caravan? Yeah, where's the pieces for it? Oh, here it is. Cool. Oh, I hope they do this specifically at a harbor, too, because that would be, 
you know, make the harvest more meaningful, more, you know, useful in terms of like, you know, a locale. Definitely I cool. I still believe that Pimp My Caravan is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe it. <laughs> It totally oh means someone God, is waiting yeah. for all the parts. Like, hey, I've got these parts for you. Let's say open it up. Like, what part do you need for it? I got yeah. this. I'll give it to you for a high price. Ooh, mm-hmm. Speaking on the naval component, though, I thought that the the sharing on the view distance, because people asked about view distance, and he gave some feedback because I think they were like saying, hey, you know, uh, what's the view distance going to be like? Like, you know, we've got the spyglass you get. And like, I think it was for Rogue, right? Am I wrong about that? I think it's Rogue that has the spyglass. And then mm-hmm. and then right. they, he was talking about like components can be can attached to the ship. Different sizes of ships are going to be more uh, vis- visible based on things. And like, so there's clearly going to be a visibility component that's going to tie into like size of ships, but also like, do you have the right components that are going to allow you to see a little bit further so you can potentially scope things out, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I feel like that's like the crow's nest. Like, the bigger the ship, the higher the crow's nest, so you can see yeah. further. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Depending on what size ship. That would be, yeah, that would be, again, making making ships more useful, too, in terms of their their size and station, so to speak. Yeah. Um, another discussion that I thought was really good was talking about the sieges, like, of a... Uh, was it like a metropolis, right? Uh, and there's a ruins stage sort of state to them. So it's not just going to be because I always I guess in my mind, we talk about it, it's like, yeah, there's going to be stuff that are gatherable there when it when it's destroyed in a siege. But he also is exp- expressing that there will literally have a ruins state. Um, and I just thought that that was a really. You know, when you think about like the fact that nodes will especially specifically uh, towns up to like the metropolis stage and everything, you're going to actually have that uh, uh, sort of like um, adhere to the terrain that it's a part of. I thought that this was a really nice sort of like counter to that. And also when it destroys, you're going to have ruins. So it's going to be really interesting to me to see how those ruins might exist. um, Like potentially after that area has been sort of modified due to civilization building there. Um, It's just to me a really good, immersion component because i don't know to me it's like that would look a hell of a lot cooler uh than like oh it's gone now it's a blank state and uh here's a bag of stuff yeah <laughs> you know? i can already see some of those little bunny ears right now going around like instead of clicking easter eggs you're clicking like bags <laughs> of loot going around the bloody wait, the whole node wait do you say Faisal? no 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 talk about he me. learned it from you come on dude there's no there's no uh, he's a he's a he's a free thinking grown ass man right there's no there's nothing he's doing that he's not doing because it's his own idea he's he's looking yeah he's he's looking for that mithril so he can make those like mithril wheel spokes he wants to pin <laughs> somebody's caravan you know? <laughs> that's the bling and ashes instead of like platinum you get like mithril rims and stuff on the mithril damn thing. spinners on that stuff that's right man oh my arcane engineering to make it really shine but you got that. i'm gonna hook you up with unicorn wheels to make that good right <laughs> You would accord a wheel spikes. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude, that's good. It's all. It's sixty percent real unicorn. Sixty <laughs> percent yeah. real unicorn. Oh my god, dude. Uh, 
How about how about the server <laughs> server merges discussion? Uh, that was interesting. I mean, mainly because it's good to know that there's like a plan because this is my thing. And I think someone in chat when we were watching this together actually brought this up. It, it always when when a MMORPG launches and a developer, at least at this point in my experience as like a content creator and a gamer a community member in MMORPGs, like whenever a developer goes, we're not going to worry about that. I'm going, that's like a that's a red flag to me. Because it means you're you're choosing to say we're not thinking about the reality that this is a possibility and you're not really planning for the future. And then I think that's where we see like problems with a lot of games. And and the long and short of it is, is that if they need to do server merges, you're essentially going to take smaller ones and merge them into the larger ones is how that's going to work. So, you know, bigger is better and era clearly yeah i don't know then of course the weapon clarification i thought was interesting and we can bounce around on this one uh but uh, you know wherever you want to jump in on this that they talked about staves not all staves are going to be like a range weapon or that was that was pretty interesting which i thought i heard that and i was like give me that archmage's companion burst cone effect again because i love that Back in APOC. I did. It was fun. Nice knockback. All up on my yeah, shiz. And that does be, um, feel pretty exciting too that you could have like a melee level staff. Because I, I would, that would be an interesting build if that like was a part of the staff weapon tree is it wasn't necessarily just like a magical purpose. It could right. also be like a little Kwai Chang Kane action. <laughs> oh my god bring back polymorph yeah dude um i miss po polymorph was fun i like the that randomness was. of it too you didn't know you know it's almost like the flavored beans i don't know if anybody's ever tried those it's a harry potter reference to anybody yeah. that's ever my brother went to to the basically the attraction and came back and brought these flavored these what is it every flavored beans some of yeah. those are absolutely horrible by the way yeah you can buy them over here That's can you bad. God, they're disgusting. Yeah. yeah. If you get like the dirt ones or the earthworms one, you're just like, oh. Yeah. So gross, man. It's disgusting. Some of them are delicious, but they're they're all very oddly favored, period. That's that's reality. Yeah. I don't know if I'm hungry. I don't know how that just happened, but maybe it is a sign. Um, how about, yeah, the weapons as a whole, I'm very, very curious. I think that I, I even saw in chat, like talking about the, um, the different weapon types and, and discussing, uh, just sort of like the orbs being crafted potentially. I definitely could see that being arcane engineering. That one absolutely resonates for me. I don't know. I don't know in terms of like spell books. We don't know exactly which weapons we're specifically going to get. I know they're listed, but I feel like that's probably going to get adjusted soon. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like having staves that are also melee weapons. I mean, that, you know what that reminds me of is like pole arms making them great in World of Warcraft. I miss the days when you could I could run around my paladin. Not that paladins weren't a great state then, but it was still cool to be a red paladin running around with a pole arm. It felt good, man. I don't know what to say. Days I do. God, those were, that was fun. When that I, was a good time. With the um, heard about styles being melee. I was like, 
actually, we haven't heard anything about monks. Like, there's no monk monks oh, in the like, class. No, I or druids. Yeah, I, I've, dude, I always come back to this and I feel you, man. I, I actually wonder if we're going to see those, but it's going to be down the road, like expansion info, like our expansion content. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or warlocks. Warlocks. We got those, right? Yeah, we've got we warlocks. We've, we've got warlocks already. We don't have. I mean, the whole tank thing still drives me nuts, but we don't have druid <laughs> and we don't have monk. And there's absolutely other classes that we could we could potentially see. But yeah, those two specifically, I feel like I could see somehow being on the same track. Like I don't know how they yeah. choose to go with it, but yeah. So I heard that staffs were like could be melee. I was like. I fought a monk straight away. I was like, oh, oh that's right. That's one yeah. of the classes I'm missing from, from D&D. &D. I was like, mm -hmm. it's true. I mean, there's still DLCs. Still mm -hmm. DLCs. Yeah. I'm just wondering how they're going to accomplish that because they're not necessarily archetypes, right? Mm -hmm. So is there yeah. going to be like a way you can choose like a, a third archetype Ooh. and then be like a variant from there? Uh, that's a good, yeah, like additional augmentation for the primary archetypes right. and you can expand to an additional class, which I was happy to hear Stephen re re restate this again. He was very specific, like he brought this up once before and he was very specific in his terminology and I've hit on it and he hit on it again. And it was just good to hear him do that because I think this is like something we've got to like really um I'm, I'm not saying people don't get have this, but I think people need to, at least with ashes, understand that the archetype or the foundational, um, you know, set of abilities and style that you're playing with. That's your archetype. That's that's the framework in which you evolve and develop later. And the classes are that. Right. And they aren't they aren't actually the same thing. The classes are an augmentation of your archetype. And uh, so it was good to hear him say that, because I think sometimes people get that confused even still. And yeah, just hopefully overall. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in chat with the whole ninja thing. What you, what's happening there? He was just asking what the evil version of a monk is. I mean, I'm sure you'd be familiar with that. Oh, uh, I dude. Ninja Come on. Come on, man. Damn it. Oh, come on, man. What are we two I'm, out of I'm getting bolstered with Alf Alfina in chat. I want to um, give her some good clip content. No, you know dude. what I'm saying? Uh, it's probably a good point, though. Anything, Faisal? You're smiling a lot. This is usually. No, nah, you're, you're a little tired tired today, I think, for taking taking the shots. You, you've been taking some good ones the past couple weeks, though, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a couple good. He's taken a couple good shots, but um, just because people are saying this in chat, I just want to be clear: doesn't mean it's true. Lies and slander, yet again. Okay. Skill set was good to hear. Actually, was a bit higher than I expected. We talked about like twenty to five to thirty. Sound like how many um skills you'd have uh capability to choose between. It's actually going to be 35 to 40, and you're going to get 15 to 20 active ones. So that's, I'm actually good with that. I'm good with not having like, you know, a whole 30 on my bar or something. Cause I, sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes less is more, really. You don't need all that all the time. Cause that's, that's when I feel like skills become irrelevant somehow to your, mm -hmm. to your kit. Like, World of Warcraft was a good example. It was great to have oh, yeah. a lot of choices, but some of those when I was Rhett or Holy or Prod on my Pally, they just were like, there, there's no point using this. This doesn't even need to be done. 
unless you're yeah. bad. Yeah, the only uh, like the only skill that I ever bemoaned them getting rid of to this day, and I still do, is exorcism on paladins. That was the coolest ability. I, I didn't even care if it sucked. I used it all the time. It was great just to do that thing where you just throw your holy, you know, your holy power down on the undead and just, just, uh, that I, I do hope they have something like that in ashes. It's one of the skills, I mean, isn't it? For clerics, if I'm not mistaken, purge the wicked. So I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm, when it comes to abilities, mm. I, I always find it a struggle because you have systems like Final Fantasy, then you have systems like Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online is like, what, five abilities? And I'm just, and I play the game and I'm happy with it, you know? But mm-hmm. when I go to, what's it called? Uh, Final Fantasy, and I have all these skills to press, but then you're able to hotwire it all to just press it to one button. Yeah, macros. I'm like, no. what's the point? If as long as it makes sense to use these abilities and I don't have to button or put my face across the keyboard to make it work. <laughs> uh, you... it, it should be at a reasonable amount. Yeah. Do you see the, the comment in chat there for you? Dark data. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to say two words. Damn right. <laughs> Taylor's favorite skill was basically pulling out the Bible and beating people. (laughs) Hell yeah, it was. Exercise those demons. There's more than one way to swing the light. Sometimes it's a book across the dome. That's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh, dude. The, uh, well, I mean, the healing discussion wasn't a new one, right? About that, about the healing component. I thought that was pretty much like, we know this, but it was good to hear restated. There was a discussion point related to viability and PvP and other content for classes such as tanks and healers. He didn't and, say and bards too. And bards, yeah, yep. Or support tanks and healers, I guess, really support. is appropriate. So good to hear. Uh, but he didn't say you're going to be a DPS beast. So people got to remember that doesn't mean you're going to be going in there stomping on a weapon master who's just like beating you with the, you know beat stick yeah yeah it's still group balanced right 1v1 is rock paper scissors and depending on which class you're up against it might be rock paper shotgun so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that was one thing that i was like you know yeah they're gonna be viable but he didn't really talk about the situations that you're viable because a lot of people Mm -hmm. define viability is how well i can solo um and uh and i i didn't think he was saying they were like you yeah. were saying dps or solo beasts yeah and I, it's a good point too from matt uh in in chat there saying that sometimes in mmos it's just like whack-a-mole looking at your health bars all the time that tunnel vision will get you man and in, in ash is a creation this is a this is actually a pretty good discussion point which isn't really something i was planning to to talk about but it's not it's not when we we chat about and revisit very often we talk about situational awareness is really important but one of the problems that people from my perspective that mmorpgs have had especially when they have add-ons is when you've got that people start to tunnel vision in to the add-ons and that's how you got someone who's going yeah but i got like 
389 million DPS, blah. And you're like, oh, that's great. But you die in the fire like every time you're alive. So your DPS means jack shit if you're not alive to put that out. So the fact five to 10 second burst window that (laughs) you have amazing DPS really doesn't help us overall in the long run. But why weren't you healing me when I was burning? That's the issue. Right. You should have been healing me. I know I threw myself into the fire, but you should have been healing me. I'll just go back to the old adage you can't heal stupid. (laughs) This is is a a fair point. This is a fair point. Into the fire. Do it. The fire doesn't improve your DPS, my friend. It does not. We're actually talking about one of my characters right now, Defia. It's one of my characters sometimes when I'm having fun in MMOs. It's usually a bursty fire mage that just like blows people up and causes them to tick away as they're running. It's fun times. Dot, dot, dead. D-E-D, dead. Okay. We, we got through most of that discussion point, but you know, people want add-ons in MMORPGs. Sorry, I disagree. It's important that you're, you're actually paying attention to what's going on around you in the environment. And to me, that's one of the biggest things, right? Because how many people tunnel vision? I've done it. I've tunnel vision in an MMORPG. I've tunnel vision in a battleground. I've tunnel vision in a raid. And it's all because if you want to do your best, sometimes you got to have those add-ons because that's what people are focusing on. It's right up there with the problem of gear scores or item levels. Like that stuff, you know, those that's that's why you, you go and you play a game and someone's like, you got to have like an item level of 398 bazillion. You're like, oh man, I only got 378 bazillion. And then they're like, you're not going to cut it, homie. But we'll bring in the 380 something bazillion and bring them in here because they stacked a bunch of stamina like a, like a noob as a tank. Don't have mitigation. Go in there just like that. Cut down. And that's why item level isn't a good gauge of skill or competency or all the things just like go and show me you're ahead of the curve no doesn't mean jack dude you could have paid for that could have been sitting in there with your buddy who carried you doesn't mean anything those are all false gauges of skill man so they're gonna be in ashes it's gonna come back it's gonna come down to a few things man and one of those really important things is can you perform well can you sir Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my for the, lord. For the first two hours, I'm at my best. It's all downhill after that. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about MMORPGs, right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, burst damage. <laughs> Definitely burst damage. <laughs> burst damage. Is that that is that, that five second window in a raid we're talking about all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if that's with or without enhancements, but then I'm like, I don't want to know that answer. Depends on the buff, man. <laughs> and in Ashes, man, it depends on who you sleep with and what bed you're getting into, right? Am I right? It's a thing. Ask Steven Sharif. That's why you have the bard behind oh my you God. Okay, playing those tunes, right? <laughs> you know? Real talk, though, actually, in video games, more specifically FPS games, I'm I'm like really on point for about two or three hours. And then as like, I'm just grinding away at playing, I start to, my skills just diminish, man. And in, in rating, that's why like a three hour, like limit on rating in a night for me is like super important because, and I think it's, I think a two to three hour window is really important for people to, 
like to maintain like certain balance because like after that you start to just people start making mistakes more frequently people start getting tired so even though all jokes aside that's like a real thing I, i've always found when it came to when it came to mmrpgs um <laughs> i just find i tilt it a lot easier when it goes further on throughout the session like if you like if you like playing for like four or five hours after that you start tilting <laughs> a lot easier yeah it's true and people i mean and also like you know start get you know if you you worked all day or something right you jumped on there after work with your homies you're trying to do progression content you get to the three hour mark and then what happens like dude i'm exhausted i've been literally up for like 12 plus hours now you know if you got family and kids and stuff you got other obligations to attend to you're just taxed man and it doesn't make for a good time when people are overtaxed and then you know you just keep pushing people so it's a, it's a real thing. You got to be very mindful of that sort of stuff. But anyway, any other thoughts about any of the AMA stuff? Any other takeaways? Anything you want to talk about? Because I definitely want to hit on the lore stuff with some of our time left. No? Going once? Going twice. Great. We're going and share this one in chat here. Oh, that's right. Serena was watching when we were watching uh, during our live view party, and she was like, Steven needs soup because he's coughing all the time. People are like, is he okay? I'm like, honestly, he's always coughed. It's it's a thing, man. You talk a lot every day. That happens a lot, too. I know from experience. Yeah. That's how I blew my vocal cords out, by the way. Talked a lot through the day. Didn't hydrate enough. Go singing in your car drive on the way home. Just like paper, baby. It's the strangest, scary feeling I've ever had. Let's talk about these cosmetics. Well, really, not so much the cosmetics, more specifically the lore around the cosmetics. Now, in our pre-show, we had some fun discussions on this, and I actually think, hello, would my um, would my cosmetics list here like to go back to the dagum? There, anytime today. Come on, computer, you could do it. One more, there it is. That's right there. Okay. This cosmetic set, the Accord of Autumn, the namesake of our show today, as we're discussing cautionary folk, well, this cosmetic set outlines some pretty cautionary folk, if you ask me. I'm just going to let you all jump in and talk about what you like about it visually, if you're digging it, what you think about it, and then let's kind of dig into some some of the lore bits that are on here, because it's pretty significant. No particular order. This feels very dark overlord adjacent. I'm I'm interested oh, to see what your thoughts are, Sim. <laughs> well, I I don't uh that sounds like a trap. Um I only bought two items if that says anything. It was not a full set for me. I had to get the wicker mask cuz remember the I think it was like last year the October set, the blue outfit. You had like the robes and you had like the carriage and the horse and the freehold uh cosmetic. I was like, dude, that would go really good with that. And I'd look super spooky for Halloween. So I grabbed that one and I grabbed the cat because that cat was cool. That's what I say. You should have got the cat. Sure. Totally did. Yeah, the cat was sick. Especially with the like text description on that one. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. But um, I, I can't really respond to any false dark overlord like reflections because that's just like, it's not really my thing. Motherfucking light bringer, baby. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my background. The sun's going down, right? That's what it is. Usually there's more light. It's a little, little overcast today. Um, it's not a, it's a 
you know, life happens. Sometimes it gets a little dark. Doesn't mean anything. Right? There's blue sky. Right? Color of the sky. More importantly, what do you all think about the cosmetics? What you Actually, like? Actually, I, re- I really like the set. Um, my favorite one uh, is definitely the costume. Um, I don't know. I just got some. I was actually uh, mentioned it, I believe, in Discord. It's it's very Sand Assassin-like. And I just feel like this is another good set that would pair well with a Veiloon character. Yeah. I really liked it. The, like, the gypsy vibes were real. Like, and I actually like the use of color in the entire set, um, definitely. So I think this, and I, I agree. I mean, we haven't dug into it yet. Um, but I think the lore was was pretty cool too. Um, and we talked a little bit about maybe some of the reference points and wondering if mm. the the new guy from uh, ESO fame yes kind of jumped in on this. But it was uh, definitely I really enjoyed this set. I'm I'm definitely going to get a few things out of this, if not mm. you know the whole thing as as per my usual like weak willed self. When it comes to the cosmetics, I mean, nothing really screams evil about this, right? Apart from like maybe the cat and the mask, like the people and the like, it all seems pretty standard. Sort of, like, if you come across these people, you're like, oh yeah, they're called like some villagers or something. You don't really think of anything of it. The cat's got three eyes. You might look like look twice at that, and the mask is glowing. But apart from that, like, they seem like average everyday people. Like. Okay, I've got I've got to stop you there, Armored Cell. I've got to stop you right there. Okay, um, that sounds exactly like someone in the cult, the uh, the the a court of autumn would say. Yes, in, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah, here it is, right here. On the afternoon before the moonless revel, adherents to the cult weave wicker masks from corn wheat and wicker reeds. They don the mask at sundown and begin to dance of worship. The dance whips them into a state of ecstasy and causes them to shed essence, which feeds void-born demons walking amongst them. The true visages hidden behind their own masks. In fact, okay, this point right here. Most scoff at, well, this particular discussion, but as many have woven similar masks with friends at local harvest festivals unaffiliated with the cult, such festivals were common on Sanctus because the Varen expatriates uh, patriots carry their folktales with them to mundane world. You know what the long and short of this is? They roam around acting like festival goers, enticing people in, get them to dance and probably a little drink, and then they get them to dance and siphon essence off their souls. That sounds yeah, like something know if it's willing or unwilling, right? For the great harvest, the new harvest of crops, they might want, you know what? We'll give some essence to get better yield. Wow, man. It so, feels like a very giving, giving, uh, deity uh, or it's a, lesser deity. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> not a cult it sounds like something armored cells all about though Do, you gotta you gotta admit this this had to be like you had to see this and just go oh, i'm so happy on the inside oh yeah i, I haven't bought any skin since i bought alpha 2 and then so i saw that lore i'm like god damn it get the wallet <laughs> out i bought it all i was like okay cool well i bought what i could but yeah yeah what did you get uh, i got the cat i got the uh, the mask and then mm-hmm. the yak. I you get the, the yak. yak. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's called a um. What is it called? A U. A U. Yeah, wax wool. U. A me. Which which <laughs> translates to goat, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Do you wait? What? Translation. U me means a goat. Yeah. So. If if you take it to Google, like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means a goat. So your your wax wool goat. Interesting that both the male and female uh, goats. I'm sorry, you uh, have like the the horns or the ram ram horns mm-hmm. which i yeah. thought was pretty interesting it's it, it almost looks like a crossbreed between a goat mm. and something else like a bull almost it's or buffalo it's got that type of mm, like true. build yeah, yak. yeah. see the thing about I mean, the, the the oil in the hair though it sounds like that's some i mean there's like a lot of upkeep as a as a herder of these animals so I mean, what's the I, name again? Dreadlock cows, what? I enjoy the entire set. I think it's, uh, as Daedalus said, it does give that gypsy feel to yeah. it, but I also think it gives a Mongolian feel. Ah, well. it does. Good reference. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Uh, the, the reason I say it's a mix of the two is because if you would like see the main costumes if it was full Mongolian they would actually be wearing what they what they're breeding essentially so they would actually have fur from those yaks true the you um I feel like if they would give it take that and put it into the costumes it would become a lot better mm-hmm. as a set not necessarily as character. Right. Um, I get that. Um, I think the hearth, the household um, skin looks really nice. It's very detailed with uh, a lot of the carpet and <laughs> uh, basically the, the entire tent itself with all the small little lanterns that like bruise essences. Um, what's it called? The face mask. Uh, the face yeah. mask mm-hmm. is really nice because it's like one of the few, at least. Uh, do we have a different mask compared mm-hmm. to this one that is like very earthy feel mm-hmm. that resembles something like a druid or something like from a religious order didn't we you know, i think some of the costumes had like headpieces that were like this if i'm not mistaken the 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 one that looked like the renkai remember that one it was like the swamp looking one didn't that have a mask yeah it was kind of like this why it painted it was but it was it almost looked more like it was a bark with like a paint on it or something, I think like a war paint, yeah. sort of like their outfit, but it would definitely wasn't like a woven sort of wicker thing like this one is yeah. for sure. But this yeah. uh, this one like gives you the feeling of like, well, when you ha- you're doing a rain dance, you always find that one dude that actually has that helmet to embrace, <laughs> uh, to embrace it more. I don't know anything so, about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that. You sound like you have way more experience on the subject, Basil, than I do. Dark Lord thinks yeah. what. Huh? Hey, 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 Dark Lord, it's what? it's right. I have no idea what that means. I'm just uh what? 
the frayed visage from last year. Is that the one that I was thinking about? And I, shout out to Narrow in chat. I, I feel like it is. I could be wrong. That's a good one, though. Yep, it is. It the is bark one. Cool. Yep. Nice. Thank yep. you. Thank you. I thought I remembered it. I just remember it feeling, it, you know, when I remember it in my head, it reminds me of like the masks that you saw in like Legend of Zelda that the little Kokiris would wear. Or not the Kokiris, the little, those little other creatures, the ones that look like little sprouts or whatever. You see them in like Breath of the Wild. They got that little face and it's like literally like that mask. Um, so that was pretty cool. But I mean, overall, this, 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 discussion you know when i was we were talking about this in the pre-show and i automatically thought this feels very much like something i would have i would have read about in the elder scrolls elder scrolls online elder scrolls however you want to cut it elder scrolls this just screamed to me like this could have potentially had that new writer having like an influence on 100 because this is the kind of stuff that happens to you on the planet nern and the elder scrolls when you're when you're out there doing your things and specifically on Tamriel, when you're when you're out there doing your things and you you bump into someone who's like a cultist that praises a Daedric prince or whatever and they literally get you drunk on stuff and then bad things happen, you know? Like but in this world, you get your essence sapped from you by these people to like feed void creatures. And also these fools a religious cult worshiping Feldgeist, a lesser demon of the void. So that was interesting to me because I'm going, so void demons? I mean, I'm just curious about how they even exist. Is this like separate from, you know, is this going to be like something separate from, I don't know, like what the others and the ancients are doing? Is this something that exists in the void, which is where they got banished back in the day, remember? Were there creatures that existed in the void already? Is it like a, a prison where, you know, creatures are at? Do they worship them and not the others or the ancients or whatever? So to me, this was interesting because it seemed like a potential different way that, you know, religion could actually exist in the game. Not saying for the players, but maybe for some, you know, random yeah. cult in the game. So... I, don't, I think this is the first other reference to demon I've seen since the very first video I've seen when they post it on YouTube where the mage is going through like this dungeon sort of thing and like gets attacked it's for like really like alphas like before alpha zero like it was like testing sort of scenario for the combat that, that, like those are showing like gameplay a little bit mm -hmm. but like up in the top that left hand corner it had showed up um, what the creatures were and one of them were like uh, demon uh, something rather I'll have to bring it up but I was, I was trying to find for ages if there's any other references to demons, but this is probably the first time in a while I've seen any references to demons. Right. There's there's very little for actual demons, though, specifically demons of the void. I don't know that I've even heard that specifically. I know we've had demon, <clears throat> excuse me, demon references before, but I just don't know if we have for the void itself. I could be wrong. Yeah. But void as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the part. Anything about void. Yeah, and then the other thing I thought was very interesting was when they were talking about the umbral fetch, which was the cat that we're talking about. And this is a very interesting one because I'm going to read this part to you. <clears throat> Since the material plane and the void have no common borders, an umbral fetch can only travel to the mortal realm by hitching a ride on an entity being pulled there by a summoning ritual or dark spell. They could be 
or they can also be pulled across the veil in the magical eddies trailing in the wake of a harbinger or in the crossing of an arch demon, demon or greater, greater shadim. I could have said that wrong. They linger in the material plane for as long as possible, but consuming scraps of fervor and by consuming scraps of fervor or strong emotion. And I'm kind of going, that sounds like the kind of dances you could have them doing during their little festivals. Dude, that's the pretty ominous stuff we can see going down. That's yeah. open. That whole sentence must made me realize. So if that's part of it, that sounds like it's part of an ecosystem that's in the void. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Because that creature can't get into our material plane, but it follows the harbingers when they come down. Right. right. Or hitching a ride. the void itself. Yeah, but or via summons. Or be a summons, but the fact is, this this there must be like an ecosystem where this is part of it, right? Like this is not just a random cat. There would yes. be like other animals that it would feast upon, like maybe mice or whatever. But like you know what I mean, like yeah, it could absolutely. be a whole ecosystem in the void. That's that's where my brain's at too, hundred percent. And to the me, that was huge. Plane we can travel to, yeah. It also could be a plane we could potentially travel to as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking I, we've said it for ages around here when we when we explore the lore. I feel like planetary travel is going to be a thing when you got the Stargate reference that Stephen drew influence from. When you're coming from a daggum another planet already, and realms when you know that the void exists and that's where they get sort of like shipped off to when they lose a celestial war right in the early days of the the planet's history. <clears throat> At that point in time. Like there, they talk about. Stephen mentions how like there's, you know, there's like essentially almost like wavelengths, you know, similar wavelengths and sort of like distance in which you kind of attune to that, and you're kind of more aligned with that. And I've always viewed the essence and the use of it and things that exist uh, via it or in association to it, and being like sort of proximity, almost like how far away are we from it? Like, and so how far away are you from it and how well are you practiced in its use? And that was like something that ties into the deities or the gods in the world. It's something that ties into the material plane versus the void versus the uh, call it like the, the, the divine plane, if you want to, where the, the gods exist. Um, so yeah, all of this just seems to very much enrich the idea of like the soul of the characters and people and and how that essence that the souls are made up of are able to be manipulated and or used or harnessed in some way, not only by potentially the gods, but by the others, by the ancients, by these potential void creatures. And yeah, I'm 100% in the belief based on reading this and some of the other things we've heard about with like them getting shipped there, that the void is a place that potentially has an ecosystem. And I don't know that it's, as a result of the others or the ancients either. That's what I'm thinking. That's my, that's my speculation and educated guess right now at this point, especially like based on a very, very savage place too. Right. Like, cause yeah. that's why you're saying the, the cat is going after scraps because it, it goes after what it can. I mean, like meaning it's used to that sort of scenario. Exactly. So there's like very little essence, little, very little things growing over there so it's very hard to survive it's like a hellscape man ah uh, yeah maybe i'll be doing something on this one in the near future I, I like people keep encouraging me to do lore videos and i feel like we're getting to a point where it's about time for me to do that 
especially after reading this. And then, you know, we're going to get November 5th, which is another thing they talked about coming up is uh, November 5th is going to be the uh, that is the Saturday, which are going to be doing their 24 hour live stream. And remember when you when uh, tiers are unlocked based on overall contributions and when certain tiers are unlocked via donation goals for the charity. Uh, usually the Rady Children's Hospital. I think it's always been that since they've been doing it. Uh, they unlock lore. We've had some really good lore chunks before. Uh, yeah, here's the hoping we get to hear something about the void. That would be freaking. I'm, I was saying King Atrax would be great to hear more about. I, I take that back. This is this is what I want to hear more about now. Hundred percent. Please donate to a good cause, everybody. During that time, <laughs> no. Basil's like no I, I i disagree i don't know man that's that's my thoughts on the monthly cosmetics i'm pretty pretty stoked about it now here's where i'm going to uh sort of like well basically let's let's wind this one down we're not doing a longer episode today basil's got to be somewhere sort of early i've got to get up early and honestly i've been having a horrible headache today but here's what i want to i want to hit y'all with and this is a hot topic a topic of the night now and winding down Speculation thoughts. Some people are feeling like we are potentially much closer to a Daggum Alpha 2 showcase. Some, like myself, might think, I'm thinking I'm still going quarter two, maybe even potentially longer next year. Maybe even longer than that, some people. Um, you know, but what are you what are your thoughts? I, I'm still thinking. Best case scenario, quarter two, 2023. But that's best case scenario. What are your thoughts? I think my hopes, <laughs> I, I want to say quarter two, but my heart's like, please be quarter one. Please, I just want I know, to play. I know, man. As someone great just said, I want to play. Whoosh. Give me quarter one. Bad armor so bad. <laughs> Let them work on it. <laughs> Faisal's like, no, don't rush it. What do you, real talk? What do you think? Is this the, has anything from the AMA given you a different perspective at all? I mean, I think the fact that they're focusing on content versus systems gives me hope that it's earlier. Not that I want them to rush anything. I agree with Faisal. And I, I think Steven's going to feel the same too. He's not going to want to release something he doesn't feel is in a state where it's ready for feedback. I'm not going to say complete because you're never really complete. No. Even after you launch, right? There's always things you're tweaking, but in a state where it's like ready for people to consume, ready for people to give feedback, similar to what they did with all the other showcases this year, it wasn't perfect, but it was ready to start getting feedback. And when you think about what process they're using, right, which is essentially like a rapid prototype that they get feedback on and then mm -hmm. iterate on, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, the agile methodology is I believe what they're using from yeah. a development standpoint. That means that you are putting things in front of people before it's done. So I have a yeah. have a feeling the spot tests that they've talked about um, with the alpha zero like population is definitely going to happen sooner than we think or that we've speculated, mm -hmm. but I don't think the full like A2 launch is going to be much closer than end Q1, early Q3 as like optimistically. 
Um, and I say that because of the level of detail they like are planning, like everything that we've heard, they're really investing a ton of time in making sure they have a lot of content and that's systems in addition to like ways to test those systems in terms of the content. Um, I feel like we're closer to the spot testing than we thought, but I don't think we're closer to like actual A2 like timeline yet than what we originally anticipated. I'm gonna say is we've we've had five years of development. Let's go for another five. Let's go. Five more years to lay two. Wow, Faisal, you want people to hurt you, don't you? What are you trying to I, I want you, I want people to treat you kindly, my friend. Why are you doing us like this, man? Yeah, I don't want people to try to hurt you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Another five years. I'm like, oh, I hope quarter one. And he's like, five more years. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, real, real talk though. Two to three years is two to three years for this game to launch from from about now. It's, I mean, probably two, two to three. That's actually pretty solid for an MMORPG in development. Really, it is. I feel like the anxiety's coming on when you say two to three, even. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> so I want to play. But, oh my gosh. I'm, I think people are going to be saying, I want to play for like ever now. This is like, I need to make a shirt. I oh. need to make a shirt because I'm going to get somebody to do some uh, art for that and just going to make an I want to play oh, shirt. God, dude. I was like, I've watched that clip of myself so many times now. And I'm like, oh my God, I sound like such a freaking five year old. I really do. But it was very true. Talk, I yeah. do agree with what Daedalus said. I think we're going to get Alpha 2 by like half of next year. Or at least by the end of its acts, I think. Yeah. And the only reason I'm saying yeah. this is because that they, they said that they've started spot testing. Yeah, inside That's internally. The reason. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I mean, Alpha 2, man, that's going to be a static testing phase when they launch it, and that's going to roll into the betas. The betas are going to be short. So you got to understand, Alpha 2 actually launches, and we're talking like they set that date. That That's that's open gates, man. That's 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 the real true, like, down. We're already on a down, downhill slope, but this is when that, it's just sort of like you, you, you the snowball effect, right? He starts to pick up momentum once you once you get that thing rolling. It's it's essentially rolling, and UE5's absolutely got it rolling right now, specifically. And uh, yeah. I gotta say, I'm just glad because we've been talking for a while. I, I've been advocating at least that, from my perspective, I think it would be really great for them to just sort of outline goalposts without dates. And we may not have gotten any really detailed goalposts, but I feel like they actually gave us at least some insight into that right now. Um, and I think it's just really good because even though you're not, you're not promising anything and you're not giving dates, you're, you're at least kind of letting people know, like maybe, maybe kind of where you're at on all that. And I think that's one of the things that people have been genuinely wanting to know for a while and have been pretty much left with, well, like we're all doing, what's your best educated guess. That's, that's what you're going to get. That's as good as it gets. Nobody <laughs> can tell you, I think it's going to be here and, and well, you can trust that person's right because none of us that create content talk about this are developers. Until you get it from them, it's all an educated guess. 
or I'm just not, a horrible I'm not one. Lie to them. Yeah. We might we might be calculating everything that we've seen, but boy, are we shit at math. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there, dude. <laughs> this is why I'm like, I'll give you my best guesstimate, but don't take that to the bank because it doesn't mean jack. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And at the very least, we know there's going to be two more classes before, at mm-hmm. least two more classes before Alpha 2. Yeah. Which I, I hope that we, I, I just hope that we get to see them all at least a little bit before before then just so we know what we're working with a bit people can talk about it um because we've gotten that with now we've gotten that with like three to four of them we we really haven't gotten that with the ranger because we had the alpha zero stuff we got the iterations and the alpha one we had the mage the cleric and the tank we got to look at a ranger but it was really more weapon gameplay and a few skills so we we really have gotten a snapshot of that i'd like to at least see uh, you know, like the a five to 10 skill tree or something showcase like they did before, before alpha one, let people chime in and give you feedback on it. But ultimately, yeah, you do have to test it and we don't need it to test it. And for them to iterate upon that, that can absolutely happen in alpha two. I mean, absolutely can happen. Um, right. But I think it would be from my perspective, just, it would be good. Uh, you know, I think it would be good for the community to be able to kind of chime in on that before they, maybe a set of foundation, but that's basing it off of what they've done before. Cause it seemed like it was really well received previously. So um, yeah. Any, any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wind this one down today? One actually on the cosmetics, mm-hmm. I was actually thinking like of a fighter fighter with the cosmetic, um, what do you call it? Uh, outfit. And that would be so cool with either like a Kopesh or a Shimitar, like dual Kopesh, dual Shimitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it just, my lore brain kind of kicked in when we were talking about like the whole, uh, you know, assassin, you know, vibe, void vibe. And I could just see these like be dark assassins. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. That was something I was thinking Rogue about. Rogue mage. <laughs> Oh my god! Ooh, yes. I really want to see Rogue, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I've yeah. been, I've been lately really getting into just. I've been enjoying like the range dynamic again. I haven't been in, in enjoying the range dynamic for so long, and I've been really getting into it. I'm probably gonna do like a little bit of uh, Albion, I think, uh, this week to just try the game out. Some it's full of drop stuff, um, and I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to give that a shot. I've missed playing range a bit. And I actually really enjoyed the mage a lot in Alpha One. It was it was actually a lot of fun to play that. But um, yeah, same with me and cleric because yeah. those were the two classes that I leveled were mage and cleric. So I'm really excited to see what their plans are and how they've evolved the cleric and whatever showcase. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's a little much to hope for it being in October, but maybe November yeah. for that. It would certainly be nice. That. It would be very, very well received, I believe, from people in community. Yeah. Any other thoughts, gentlemen? I know Faisal's getting low, y'all. Getting low. Yep. No. Well, that's pretty good. The AMA was great. Yeah, it was a good one, Um, for sure. I really liked the little drop. That was my main thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you did. You and your dark cult things. Um, All right, friends. Well... Again, going to give a shout out to Zod, who uh, is 
our first Kofi supporter, right? You want to get yourself in a shout out on this and a lot of the other content, feel free to check it out. Friends, I'm going to be live on Tuesday. Be sure to join us on discord.gg so you don't, you know, miss when we're, we're kind of like chatting ashes, talking about stuff coming up. Bookmark Ashes HQ, check it out. Um, we've got game guides going up both there and the, uh, the YouTube for Ashes HQ weekly. So check those out. Thanks and a lot of love. Gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains before we wind this one down so people know where to find you when you're not on the show. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Armand Cell. Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Much love. And everybody, got to remind you, we might be at the end of today's show, but in closing, got to remind you all that whether you listen to the show, you catch it live on YouTube, or rather you catch it live here on Twitch, or you watch it on YouTube, uh, remember you two are an Ashes Pathfinder. Much love to you all. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Ciao.